0: Today is Monday, July 25th, 2016, and this is Radio Wave. everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and if you did not hear the last Radio Wave Medianomics with a friend of Medjugorje, this is an important broadcast that you listen to not just once, but many times, that you spread to everyone you know. The world is becoming an increasingly dark place, literally in darkness, and a friend of Medjugorje gives not only the reality of the situation that we live in, but also what it is that you as an Apostle of Our Lady have to do in order to act. And that is the July the 21st, 2016 Medianomics broadcast titled, This is a Call to Confrontation. And so just coming a few days after that, Our Lady gives us a message today. And tonight, a friend of Medjugorje will speak to us in depth about this message we received earlier today. And so as we begin this broadcast... We ask you to open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje.
1: A question needs to be posed to you and through your own reflection of asking yourself, will the world stay on the path its own? Can it continue on this path? If your answer is no, it cannot, then what's gonna change it does it need to change are you content with the way the world is do you think it's on a good path people use electronics or cell phones the computers We're looking at driverless cars now coming on the scene and all these technologies as they grow is it really making the world better Is it given the ability for us to meditate and think and reflect? Would man be better confined to what God ordained in Genesis to the soil? Not in slavery, but closer to it. We have today in the world... A question that stands in front of all of us: Do you think it will continue? Is it possible for it to? You can ask a believer or a non-believer, and they'll have the same answer. If they got any common sense, if they got any vision, if they have any thought, or reflection ability to see something's amiss. Something's gone astray. And because of that, what does our future look like? Do we even have a future? Are we going to be able to do something through the elections through man? No, it's going to come through God. He might use the elections or candidates in offices around the world. But the use of those, what he makes out of them and who they are, depends on us. If my people repent from their wicked ways and pray, I will heal their land. But our lady tells us today that we're lost. When you're lost, do you know where you're going? Do you know where you're going to end up? I can't say everybody's been lost in the woods, but perhaps in a city on traffic and everybody's experienced at least that. And you know somewhat where you are. But if you've ever really been in the woods and really lost, it's a real experience. Some people panic. There's a book we read in the community a year or so ago back about how people got lost and what they did and what caused them to get lost. We need to reflect how we got to where we are today and what paths we've taken, that if we knew the paths to get back, we could do it. And it lays here for us to show us the path back to a sane culture, a sane way to live. But she tells us we don't want it, and therefore we remain lost.
2: Our Lady of Medjugorje's July 25th, 2016 message to the world. Dear children, I am looking at you and I see you lost and you do not have prayer or joy in your heart. Return to prayer, little children, and put God in the first place and not man. Do not lose the hope which I am carrying to you. May this time, little children, every day be a greater seeking of God in the silence of your heart. And pray, pray, pray until prayer becomes joy for you. Thank you for having responded to my call.
1: This is a shorter message today, very crisp and very clear, but very profound. Our Lady today makes an assault, literally an assault, an attack in one of her sentences here. But you may not get that. You may miss that. If you're not observant, if you're not looking and studying the messages through prayer, you're not praying for the profoundness of the message if you don't believe the messages can speak to you, it's just repetition, you'll miss it. Our Lady said, in the silence of your heart, this is a direct assault against cell phones, iPads, computers, which all are incompatible with seeking God in the silence of your heart. You can't do both. And you're going to have to decide, are you going to put these things away in a much more measured way than let it dictate your whole day? You cannot find your path out of the culture rot, staying connected to these things the way people are today. It is a disease of idolism that has lost the heart because it stops you from prayer. It's got your attention. And that's where it says, return to prayer, little children. Can you return to prayer with these things hooked up to you all throughout the day? Little children, and put God in the first place and not man. Man is the electronics, his system. What do they really produce except busyness and activity? You might say there was a friend of Medjugorje hopping on cell phones again. No, you need to limit that. We were just at a place in Virginia about a grand way of life and how they balance things out, and they were showing how you affect something on one side affects the other, whether it's hogs, whether it's chickens, whether it's the cattle, how they eat and what they do on grazing. And it's pretty fascinating stuff. We knew 75% of it because we've been doing this a long time. But it's fascinating to see creation, how balanced it is about how you affect it through the grand way of life. But you'll never notice those things and see the goodness of God and recognize things if you don't do what I already said here, December 25th, 1988, to go out into creation and to bless all creation. If you bless creation, creation blesses you. And that's the thesis of this whole place that we visited that how you input is how it outputs back to you. It produces more than what you input. Because creation is very fruitful, very plentiful. And some fascinating things is discovered of old ways that we don't have the wisdom or the knowledge because our knowledge is up in space, all electronics, which in the end is worthless. So if you're thinking the world will continue and the whole commerce system as it is now will continue, then hold on to your false gods and the cell phones and iPads. I'm not saying get rid of them. I'm saying you should be very, very measured with these things, very, very limited Don't let it control you. You control it. And if you can't, you need to get away from it. I am looking at you and I see you lost. And you do not have prayer or joy. She's talking to you who are reading this, not those who never even pay attention or even have any knowledge of her appearances. And so it's up to us to accept these words That we don't have enough prayer in our life. I flew back this morning before we left. We had all three of our first rosaries said by the time we got to the airport, four o'clock this morning. It feels good to start off your day with that kind of prayer. Doesn't mean you won't fail, doesn't mean you're going to be a saint, doesn't mean anything. But what it does is give you clarity of thought. You map out your day with God. And that goes back to the message where our lady said, God is great. You can't imagine how great he is. Do not dare take a step without him. You take your steps throughout the day by starting with prayer. If you don't pray, you're not going to see what you need to do not to be lost. Have you ever had a dream that you're bound? You couldn't move? You couldn't escape. You couldn't fight. You're just laying there in the bed. This is exactly where the world is. It's traveling a course, and it can't escape its destiny of judgment that's coming to it. The earth sails through the universe, and we're on it. The scriptures talks about Babylon. Is the earth the Babylon? We think of it in Revelations as a nation. Our lady said on July 2nd, 2012, I implore you to stop. What do you do at a stop sign? Why do you stop? So you don't run through there and get killed. I implore you to stop. For what? For a moment and to reflect on yourselves and on the transience of this earthly life. Our lady is here to help us escape from being lost and bounded to help us move, to help us fight, and to be ready when our temporal life ends on this earth and eternal life begins. It's up to us to hear her.
3: Down just a sliver in the ground, it's been praying for rain as I stood there on the bridge. Thinking I feel just like death, tired and thirsty for one thing to change. Oh come, Holy Ghost, break the levee, build a boat. Call me Noah, carry me. Solve it out
1: I begging, please, please. When she says the words, I implore you to stop for a moment and reflect on yourselves and on the way and the transits of this earthly life. We're losing our future. And our lady has told us, you have no future without Jesus. And the cultures of the world are rejecting him. And the only thing he can do about it is to send his mother. And today, I am looking at you and I see you lost. December 2nd, 2013, she says, I am looking at you ceaselessly wondering and how lost you are. When we know a being comes down from heaven and tells us this thing, it's a scary thing. We're not talking about your sins. We're not talking about your failures. We're talking about you're not in prayer and you don't know truth anymore. What is truth? People are wondering about that. And people who have failed truth fail to recognize it. Because you can't recognize it if you're plugged into something that's compatible and integrated to the culture. You have to have time to separate from that. Stop for a moment and reflect on that. She can't even get your attention. Because God's not in the first place throughout your day. You name and count how many times today God was in the first place as opposed to the things of the earth, things of the world, things of the culture that lead you on spinning through this universe that turns this whole place into a Babylon.
2: We had a beautiful day yesterday. We in the community had finished a novena to St. Mary Magdalene because Pope Francis was raising her up to a higher level of honor in the church on her feast day the 22nd of July, and one of the first relics we ever received here when we began building the Tabernacle of Our Lady's Messages was a relic of St. Mary Magdalene. So we brought that relic out yesterday to venerate, and then we ended our day in front of the relic in prayer, beseeching St. Mary Magdalene to come into our community and help us to do just as Our Lady said today, to seek God, in prayer, to seek joy in our hearts, to return to prayer, just as she had. And to see the message today where Our Lady says, I see you lost. When you read in the poem of the man-god, the story of Mary Magdalene, this, the, the parable of the lost sheep is directed towards Mary Magdalene. And it was the first call of Jesus to bring Mary Magdalene back into the fold. And he spoke in that parable about the tempter who came and with bright colors and bells and so many different things that he used to tempt her away from the fold. But in following the tempter, destroyed her soul, where she lost the loving relationship of God, destroyed her parents' hearts, destroyed herself. So to see Our Lady paralleling this message to our own experience yesterday is such a, a beautiful thing of walking with Our Lady. So my question directed to you, and Our Lady says, I see you lost. She says, you have no prayer. You have no joy. God's not first. And if you remain lost, you will lose hope. But, you know, there's so many people out there who are lost, but they don't know it. What will happen to them? How is God going to finally bring them to understanding that they've lost the most important thing?
1: Well, as that always comes, the difficulties will be crushed. When you're crushed, you have to turn to something outside of yourself. You have to find your way to that, and that... Suffering is what already says, but every day be a greater seeking of God in the silence of your heart. That's the answer. If you're seeking for God, you got to tune out of the world. You've got to find your corner, like she said. Find a corner. What do you do in a corner? You look at nothing. You take all distractions out of the scope of things. You say, well, I get distracted in prayer. Today at rosary, I was saying the Hail Marys, and I wasn't thinking about the prayers I was saying. I wasn't even meditating on them. Was I distracted? No. I was experiencing something during the rosary where Big John, a little boy, that's only about 30 inches tall, maybe not that tall, who was climbing on two rocks that was six inches high, which he had to put his hands on, step on to climb it because he was so short-legged, and then he'd jump off of it. And he did this over and over and over. And all of us watching that in the rosary was praying, but we wasn't thinking about the meditations of the rosary. Is that wrong? Is that a sin? You don't think a lady was praying and she saw baby Jesus do things that was beautiful he was so joyful when he didn't fall off that rock and made it on two feet and stand up that he'd smile at himself because he knew he was watching. But LA said, Seeking of God in the silence of your heart and pray, pray, pray until prayer becomes joy for you. Our prayer today was joyful. Our rosary in the day is at a meeting and an encounter with Joy. Almost every day something happens with the children, something in creation, something in the storm, the wind blows us over, whatever. There's something happening with the animals always during the rosary. It's a, it's a rosary of joy. We're not always out there laughing or feeling it, but we often have joys and it's something that has such a joy that the children, no matter what the weather is, how cold it is, how hot it is, know how extreme it is, never complain about going to the rosary. In fact, they hear the bells and they light up and they look forward to it. The sheep in the field the same way because they know we're coming and we're going to change their little pasture. The chickens even start following us. It's a wonderful thing when the bells ring. The, the, the bells bring a positive memory of a whole lifetime. And I know if people have been here before and heard the bells and they come back, they will remember when they were here four years ago with Maria and when they got converted or something. These things are built into our life because the bell calls us to prayer. That's joy. It's a joyful thing. And so prayer brings a way of life that turns into joy. It's not always this deep meditation or like a bunch of monks and, and we're, everything's so serious all the time. Prayer can be light. I've been with Maria. She's praying to the mother of God in preparation for her coming. And we laugh sometimes during rosary before that. Our ladies come smiling because of some of the events that happen on the human level. Our Lady's coming to us in our human ways. But not for us to keep thinking that way. She said on December 2nd, 2013, when she says, I am looking at your ceaseless wandering and how lost you are. And she says later, rise above the human way of thinking and always in everything, seek God's way of thinking anew. Today, she says, seek God in the silence of your heart. That's how you're going to find anew what God's doing. So we're in a position Now, we don't know truth, and because we're following something relative, something that's tangible, When, when Pilate was in front of Jesus, he said to him, so you're a king. Jesus answered, you say that I'm a king. And he goes on, he says, for this I was born, and for this I've come into the world. He's not coming to be of the world. He's not come to adapt to the world. He says he comes to bear the witness of the truth. The problem today is we don't know truth. We don't have truth because we don't seek God and we don't seek prayer to give us a slant in the truth on every subject from politics to money to marriage to everything that's going on today. And we're following Babylon. The whole earth is coming to be a Babylon. Jesus said, everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. If you don't have truth, you won't recognize Jesus. You won't recognize his voice. Only through truth do you really understand the Messiah. And that's the the main thing our lady's coming for, for her son to be recognized. And not we say, as Pilate did, what is truth? Our lady said, September 2nd, 2015, I will teach you truth that you will know how to discern. We don't know how to discern because we're not basing our discernments on truth. If you base your discernment on truth, you're not giving opinion. You're giving something not theoretical. You're getting something just like a scientific fact. Theory and fact are two different things. The world operates today as whole culture on theory. We have to operate on truth. And then when you present your argument or you present a way or you say something, you don't have to worry about it if they disagree with you. If you've discerned truth and you've been in prayer, you know it. We don't have to debate it. And I says, don't debate. We know what marriage is. It's not debatable. We're not open to debate. We're not close minded. We're just not going to be open our minds to something that we're going to follow people who's leading us to degradation, which leads us to untruth. Truth, Paul said chokes you so he had to give us baby's milk but truth when you get it, it's like swallowing sand truth chokes you in the same way it's hard to accept
4: was 27 surviving my return to Saturn Didn't sound so bad Was full of secrets Locked up tight like Iron Mountain Running on empty So out of gas Thought I wasn't enough And I wasn't so tough Laying on the bed Like swallowing sand Now every morning There is no more morning Oh, I can finally see myself again I know I am enough Possible to be loved It was not about me Set you free By the grace of God There was no
5: other way I beat myself back up I knew I had to stay I put one foot in front
4: of the other And I looked in the mirror And decided to stay Wasn't gonna let love take me out that way.
1: Yeah, the truth will set you free. And yet, Ali says, I'm looking at you and I see you lost. When I first bought land out here, I would come out when we couldn't work on excavation or landscape or whatever we were doing. And I'd come walk out here in the rain. I'd go over the mountains. I'd cover them. I'd pray out here. I spent a lot of time in the woods. And there's thousands of acres out here. But I got to know the terrain and everything and the creeks and how they flowed and where everything was so well that I would go places that I'd never seen before and I didn't know where I was, but I wasn't lost. I could be dropped in these mountains at nighttime if I'm a my way out. Because I don't have to have the knowledge of knowing at the moment where I am if I'm not lost. Because I had a roadmap, I had an experience, I had cognition, I had, I had Been up and down these mountains so much, I knew which way to walk. I know if I walked down this stream or walked down this side of the mountain, where I'd end up at. So, the spiritual life is like that. You may not know where you are, you may not even know and understand at the moment if you had to describe it where you are, but you know the way out of it. But right, so to say, you don't know the way out, you're lost. I was not lost in the mountains. I didn't know where I was, but I knew how to get out of it. Our is telling us today, I see you're lost and you do not have prayer or joy in your heart. Return to prayer. That's how to get unlost. Return to prayer, little children, and put God in the first place. That's what you have to do. And not man. Put God in the first place and not man. I don't rely on myself to get unlost. I really rely on the wisdom of navigating through the spiritual life that God show me that when I need to repent or you need to confess or you need to change something, we know the way. So you can't claim being lost if you know those things. The trouble is Today, people are completely lost. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. The answers. more people I've heard and read in the last three months, we don't have a solution. We don't know about the cop killing now. We don't have no answers. We do have the answer. She's coming every day to show us the truth. What is truth? God, our lady said that. God is truth. Why? Because whatever God decides is truth. Nothing but the truth. So you have to seek God. You have to do that in the silence of your heart. How many times through the day do you have real quality time of silence in your heart to reflect? And pray. And pray until your prayer becomes joy for you and you find your way out of every situation. let you get the message. Pray to you perceive the greatest joy out of every situation that has no exit. If you're lost in the woods, you're lost in life, you're lost in your marriage, you're lost in your family, you're lost in the financial, your way out of that exit is through prayer. Return to that, and you'll experience joy in your heart. We have a Babylon taking place in this world. In Revelations, in chapter 17, it talks about the punishment of Babylon and the destruction of pagan nations. We're a Christian pagan nation. Ireland is a pagan nation. France is a pagan nation. It's the eldest daughter of the church, France. Ireland is a Catholic nation. But it's turned pagan. The whole world is turned pagan. In chapter 18, it talks about the fall of Babylon. And John says, After this I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth became illumined by his splendor. He cried out in a mighty voice, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the Great. In the poem Man, God," which Our Lady said, according to Maria, in the beginning days, 1981, one must read these books, which Maria asked Our Lady. Maria, I told who saw Jesus and put down the writings of what he said, and she wrote one book called The End Times, talks about Babylon, what Babylon is, our earth, is what it is.
0: We're going to do a short read for you from what Maria Val wrote, what Jesus was telling her in the end times. And it's important to understand the context of this, that... The revelations that Jesus gave to Maria Valtorta weren't to satisfy curiosity. The stories in the poem of the man-god, the, what's in the notebooks, the end times, they were given for the men of this time to be able to help discern the signs of the times. And we believe very strongly here that the poem of the man-god and the writings of Maria Valtorta are a preface to Magigoria. You will understand Our Lady, you will understand the apparitions, you will understand Medjugorje if you're reading these writings from Maria Valtorta. And this is what she writes about Babylon. This is Jesus speaking to her. He tells her, Maria, I will now take you by the hand to lead you in the most obscure point in John's book. Commentators of John's book have exhausted their intelligence in many deductions to explain to themselves and to the crowds what the great Babylon may be. With human sight, and with the shocks due to desired events or events having taken place, had something to do, they gave the name of Babylon to many things. But why have they never thought that the great Babylon is the whole earth? I would be a really small and limited God the Creator had I created only the earth as an inhabited world. With one pulsation of my will, I gave rise to worlds upon worlds from nothingness and hurled them like luminous fine dust into the hugeness of heaven's vault. The earth, which you earthlings are so proud of and so cruel to, is but one of the fine specks of dust rotating in the boundless and not the largest one. Yet it is undoubtedly the most depraved. The millions of worlds which delight your eyes and clear nights teem with lives upon lives, upon lives. And God's perfection will be apparent to you when you can see with the intellectual sight of the Spirit reunited to God the marvels of those worlds. Is earth by any chance not the great harlot that fornicated with all the powers of earth and hell? Haven't earthlings prostituted themselves body and soul so as to triumph in earth's days? Yes, it is so. Earth's crimes have all the names of blasphemy, as does the beast with which the earth and its inhabitants have allied themselves to triumph. Is earth by any chance not soaked with the martyr's blood? Isn't it drunken with this holy liquor, which being swallowed by its sacrilegious mouth has turned within it into a potion of cursed drunkenness? The beast, which drives the earth, is the combination and synthesis of all the evil done since Adam onwards. In order to triumph in the world and in the flesh, it draws behind itself those who worshiping it will become sovereigns of one hour and of a doomed reign. You are sovereigns as children of God with an eternal reign, but you become sovereigns of one hour and of a doomed reign when you worship Satan, who can give you nothing but a fleeting triumph paid for at the cost of an eternity of horror.
1: And so Our Lady tells us, I want you to be apostles of Revelation. Pinch yourself. How is it that you're born in this date, in this time, in this destiny of an appointment, when the Virgin comes in this her time? lamentations it will be for those who let this moment pass them by. Just like it was for those in the Christ who walked the earth 2,000 years ago. They could have come to know him. It amazes me how many people have come to know Medjugorje, Our Lady, Queen of Peace, and walk away from it. Or either here, when we run across somebody, say, Oh, is that still going on? Yes, it's still going on. The question you should be asking, why is it still going on? I'm missing something here. There's something bigger than I ever thought of. And if you reflect, these are the last apparitions on earth. That means a completion of a cycle, of something in salvation. And then when she adds to the fact that last apparitions on earth, there'll never be any need again for me to appear on the earth. We're coming into the last times in preparation for the time of the end of times. And so the world's lost. It is a Babylon. Our lady wants to come out of it. She wants to save us. And so with that, what do we be? Will we be pagans? Will our towns be pagans? states, pagans, nations, pagans. We are that. She's come to turn that around. You have to go deeper, seeking God and seeking truth to see these things so you know how to live in the future.
3: We're a tattered flag. Where the mighty fell We're a rusty coin In the wishing well We're the only lie that you Couldn't sell Babylon We're a sad parade Cemetery rose where
1: You may be the only person that can help another person escape from Babylon by bringing our lady to them. She's here to change the face of the earth. Today, Maria had the 25th message in Medjugorje, but she was traveling from Italy. She had her four sons with her in the car. She got to the border they stopped. They checked your passport. They read Maria's passport. And the border guard said to her, are you Maria the visionary? She said, yes. And then he said, are you still seeing the Virgin Mary every day? She said, yes. But if you don't let me go through here, I'm going to be late. Today's a message day. And then he said to her, would you please pray for me? Maria was touched by that. You never know when you're going to encounter somebody or someone, and you may be that someone, that may bring Our lady to that person. But everybody's seeking, whether they know it or not, to get out of Babylon. They're seeking help. And Maria wants to give that. And you never know the encounter you may have might be an encounter with God. We'd hear about Tobit and people encountering angels in the scriptures in the Old Testament. Our lady's first message here to us in this valley was, let your work be prayer and let everybody you meet be an encounter with God. We had to struggle to understand that. How can somebody we meet be an encounter with God? I did it today on the plane. I fly so much, I never mess up with my seats. I had an A seat, that's a window, and I went to sit down in that, and this man was standing there in the seat row I was in, and I got in, slipped in, sat by the window, and then another guy comes on and said, that's my seat. And immediately I realized what I did. I sat in the D seat on the window instead of the A side on the other side of the plane. I never do that. And I couldn't believe I did that. And immediately I wanted to change seats because we come in where we see the cross of the mountain. And so for a minute, I said, well, okay, I'll change the seat. Well, the guy said, no, never mind. It's the same seat you're sitting there. And I said, no, I'll move. He said, no, you, you do that. I had a book in my hand that I was reading called 13 Hours About Benghazi. And the guy that was sitting in the seat where I was sitting in the wrong seat immediately said, hey, I read that book. We had an incredible conversation He was born Catholic, he's evangelical, he's out of the faith. Some of his work that he does, we're involved with what our work is here as far as equipment. We had an incredible conversation. He was telling me about the anxiety he suffered from, that he was CEO of big companies, and he's done all this stuff, and one day he went to a Catholic church, even though he wasn't in the Catholic church anymore, and he said he had a Rolex watch on his wrist, That was big enough to choke a horse, was his words. He said, I took that thing off when the collection basket came around. I dropped it in the basket. He said, I said, God, just get rid of this anxiety. And it started on his path of reconversion. I got his address. He wants everything we got, he's hungry. It was an appointment with destiny that everybody would be, be an encounter with God. Everybody. I didn't get three hours of sleep tonight, last night, so I didn't really want to talk to anybody. And I never mess up on my seats, except God did that. And I was shocked when this guy says, you're in the D seat, because I knew it. I was looking at the ticket A seat. So God does things with you. He'll put you across the path of people that needs you because you got something that they have to have to escape where they are. And you may be
2: the only answer they ever cross. Our Lady said in the message, do not lose the hope which I'm carrying to you. What exactly is the hope that Our Lady's carrying to us? Because I think people want something different sometimes than what Our Lady is offering.
1: We have only one more hope. We can't, by the principle of what's happened throughout the beginning of the world to this date now, escape what history has shown us. Nobody has ever survived and continued on the path that they were on as the path that we're on now at this moment. Studies show that I used to say sixty-five civilizations were studied. We've researched that again. That's eighty-five civilizations have been studied. All of them failed at this point. So the paganism, the world as we know it, is going to fail. And so the hope that we have is Our Lady, because Christ is no longer reaching us through the pulpits in the right way. People don't like to hear that, or we've been critical of the church. No, there's a problem we transcended into a new system of living in a way that man has never lived since the beginning of the world, which necessitates for somebody to come from heaven to fulfill the scriptures that says, for the lack of visions, the faith of the people will perish. Because we don't know how to apply scriptures in our way that we need to get away from things to reflect. We don't understand ancient man the way he lived because we don't live that. We can intellectually understand it, but we don't live it. And so people are confused. And they're following things that they don't know. They have broken hearts. They never will understand. They don't know what to think anymore. They try to pray. They hurt the more they pray because prayer is to bring you to conversion and the suffering to bring you to more conversion. You're washed in that. And so in the end, it's God's will what we seek. You can't be happier in anything you can do than to do God's will for you. Not what the next person is doing. What is God's will for you? And let God's will be done for you. Because when you do that, you're being the most complete of what your purpose was in this life to be lived that you can be. And you can't be more contented and more unlost than to be in His will. And this is what I is here to make you not be confused, but to help you.
6: I'm so confused. I know I heard you loud and clear. So I followed through. Somehow I ended up here. I don't want to think, I may never understand That my broken heart is a part of your plan When I try to pray, all I got is her and these four
1: It seems impossible for the world to change its direction. And yet Our Lady calls us and tells us, it's God's desire that the entire world be converted. Will He get that desire? Will that happen? He's sending the best, the hope of the world, to do that, to bring us to conversion, to fulfill the desire of God. August 2nd, 2014. Ali explains to us that it's not possible for that to happen. But she explains what her mission is. The reason that I am with you, my mission, is to help you for good to win, even though this does not seem possible to you now, she's here for victory, and that victory will come through you, maybe sitting next to someone on an airplane, meeting somebody on the street, or just witnessing your behavior with your family or someone else that you love. Love Invokes love. Always remember that, and that's the only path to victory. We wish you our lady. We love you. Good night.
0: This ends the Radio Wave show with a friend of Metrigoria. You can order the show on CD by contacting Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.